morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the godfather of the ADA community, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Gonzo, the Crypto Goliath, and we have Jordan Harry, also known as King Harry, in the building this morning. So very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how inflation reports are surprisingly optimistic. As Coinbase reported a $1.1 billion loss in Q2 of this year, is this another example of buying the rumor and selling the news? Iran is using crypto to avoid international sanctions, while Cardano makes its debut on the racing scene after being featured in a NASCAR event. Blocktopia has an update on their metaverse, as Ethereum is moving faster than ever. With the highly anticipated merge just around the corner, we update our listeners on the sole token development happening on the Ethereum network. Crypto, crypto mixing service Tornado Cash has been blacklisted by the United States Treasury as the government continues to grab a hold of this market. We show our listeners how crypto will need to fight to become truly decentralized. BlackRocking to partnership with Coinbase last week, changing the game for institutional investors. While the world focuses on Bitcoin, we show our listeners an article saying that $32 XRP is a fair evaluation. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Mr. Johnny Crypto, we have some amazing content today. We're going to talk about $32 XRP. We're going to show some of our listeners how BlackRock and Ripple may have more connections than meets the eye. But we're going to start off with the King Harry this morning. Jordan Car Jordan Harry, how are you feeling on this beautiful Wednesday? And thank you for making time for us, my friend. I'm feeling wonderful. And I recently have a puppy. So I'm getting my sleep back now because we're mumping. We're training him to be a protection dog. And uh, that's harder than what it sounds. <laughs> I believe it. I do not have a dog myself, but my mom has a, has a French bulldog and that thing. I don't think anybody could train it to use the bathroom properly, but never mind a service dog. We're going to kick it to Johnny Crypto. Mr. Johnny K, how you feeling this morning? I made sure to drop the godfather in there for you. What's on your mind today? It's always a beautiful day in paradise out here on, on the back of uh, Abs' rear deck. So I love it out here. Uh, it's great to see the king. The king is in the house. Hail to the king. King Jordan Harry and also our brother Gonzo there. Great to see you. Yeah, no, things are great. And first of all, let's not forget, good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Just want to wish you guys all a great day. You guys are true warriors here every single day. Love you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys. I'm happy to be here. Can't wait to get started. Awesome. I'm really excited for this episode as well, just because of all the breaking news we had. But we got Gonzo in the building, rocking the bull run shirt. We're finally getting some bullish price action this morning, Gonzo. Ethereum is above 1800 But what's on your mind, my friend? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, you know what? I'm just super excited to be here. It's my first time being on the show with uh, Jordan. And so you guys know I've talked to Jordan about this. He has a special place in my heart because of the way that I ended up becoming on the team, just hearing his story and uh, how he hooked up with the bearable bull and how it activated me. And then here I am. So it's like I don't, every time we're together, it always feels like it's come around full circle and it's awesome that I can call you my friend. So it's, it's awesome, but yeah, happy to be here, man. Yeah. The market's looking really good. We're going to talk about it. Awesome. Let's dive into this thing the same way we always do Gonzo by showing our listeners our good morning crypto Twitter account at three TGM crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single one of us and we love posting content on there. Go smash that follow button. Johnny Crypto, I'd love for you to address the fear and greed index this morning. Yesterday, we were sitting in moderate fear at a 42. Today, we've regressed tremendously. We are sitting at a 31. 
actually in the fear zone and teetering on extreme fear. What does this say to you? It just means that retailers haven't figured out how to use this dial yet. I don't know how many times I got to tell them that, you know, when we're in the fear zone, you want to be buying. And it's funny because you you actually are starting to see the markets pump a bit. <clears throat> we know that the elites have bought, bought up. You see that whole area there where we were down at the 10 range. They were just loading their bags, loading their bags, loading their bags. And now they're getting ready. You know, now they're going to now you're going to you're going to see them flood the market with a shit ton of good news for probably the next month or so. This is my opinion. And I think, as we've been saying all along, we hit the bottom in May in uh, July. We get a nice little pump. And it's weird that we're sitting here at this. This zero. you know, kind of I thought we'd be in a little more positive. But the reality is the elites are loving this because that means there's more room for this gauge to run. And the more room it's just to run to to neutral than to greed and then the extreme greed the more pump we have coming. And that's good for all of us because we've been buying. We've been dollar cost averaging in. So uh, I'm liking this gauge right now. Johnny, there's a comment saying in the stock market, sell in May, walk away, but always remember return in September. And this is a really interesting day we're having here. The total coin market cap is sitting at $1.41 trillion this morning. We've got Bitcoin at 40% dominance. Ethereum is just about 19% this morning. Bitcoin is sitting just under $24,000 at $23,900. Ethereum is $850. XRP is $0.38. Cents. Cardano is $0.53. Cents. Polkadot, just below $10. Chainlink is $9.20. Cosmos is $11.90. Algorand is $0.36. Cents. VeChain, $0.03. Cents. Hedera Hashgraph is $0.07. Cents. And Quant is continuing to move, sitting at $28 this morning. Jordan Harry, I'd love to go to you next. What are some of the things that you're watching the market this morning? And how are you uh, operating throughout this bear market? We've talked about how dollar cost averaging may be the safest approach for a regular retail investor, but what are some, uh, some insights that you have? So for me, I'm all eyes on Algorand. And the reason why is in about 100 and some change days away, we have the World Cup. And if anyone's not familiar, Algorand are the official blockchain partners for the FIFA World Cup this year. Now, what does that mean? I don't believe they're going to be on the T-shirts. I believe we're going to see massive utility for the blockchain and more information will be released closer to the time. So I am speculating on a utility bull run of Algorand once the World Cup starts. And people won't know why. And that's where I hope, just like Quant, people will see it start to move up and then we get the emotional traders coming in. So Algorand has got my heart right now up to the World Cup. <laughs> Dillop, he always cracks me up this morning. He's asking about my sweatshirt. There's a reason I'm hiding this shirt that I'm wearing right now because we had our first Good Morning Crypto t-shirts come out. I am showing our listeners, but they are not offered to the general public yet. Until Johnny Crypto gets his personal Good Morning Crypto shirt, we can't give them to our listeners. But I'd love to go to Gonzo this morning. Gonzo, we're going to talk about Ethereum a lot throughout this episode as well as XRP. But what are some of the projects you're watching in the market this morning? And how do you feel about Ethereum leading up to the merge? Vitalik Buterin made some fantastic announcements yesterday talking about the development on their network. What are you paying attention to? Yeah, you know, we have the Gorley testnet that's coming up uh, today. That uh, So we'll see how it goes. I don't think they're going to have any issues. We haven't heard of any issues yet. And that's like the final testnet before we go to the merge. So, so far, so good. I always said that the indicator for if we're going to move the date is the difficulty bomb. And they haven't messed with that yet. So that's kind of our leading indicator. Uh, I'm just watching the price action, right? I think my first um, exit point is like at 1900 where I'm selling like, I think 10% of it. Uh, and I'll just stagger it as we go up. Um, I do think that, um, you know, we are going to get, we're going to continue to get some positive price action with Ethereum. 
leading all the way up to the merge. I think it, it might it might even lead this this rally, right? Usually it's Bitcoin that's leading everything, but I think Ethereum and the hype around the merge is going to. But otherwise, I'm just picking my spot. Like you know, Jordan mentioned Algorand, um, HBAR, some of the other ones, the ISO tokens. They haven't moved that much, just a couple cents. And if you're a long-term holder, right, and, and you're holding for long-term, then does it really make a difference whether you're buying at you know 33 cents or 36 cents, or if you're buying HBAR at like you know six cents or seven cents? You might as well just keep DCA because you're looking at that future. Johnny Crypto, as we're looking at this Ethereum price chart here, can you see that monster green candle that came in this morning? Why don't you address this a little bit? And then I'm going to pull up a tweet that you put out this afternoon. Well, I think first of all, Ab, let's make sure that, you know, Ab's we all know is a superhero. Even superheroes make mistakes every once in a while. And uh, yes, guys, don't panic. Quant is not at $28. I believe it's at $128. So <laughs> we're, we're okay. Um, don't worry there, but yeah, so, whoops, I double hit that by mistake. So, uh, whoops. So yeah, you know, we're seeing right now, so we got the CPI news that came out this morning and obviously that's driving everything up. You're seeing a monster bullish candle again. There we go. So, you know, as you can see here today, we, we know that the CPI index hit. And as I think abs always says, you know, show me, show me the news, show me a chart. I'll show you the news. That's kind of how it works. And so you're seeing everybody, you know, who are kind of packing their bags, with Bitcoin now, we're getting all this good news that's going to start to follow. Now, obviously, the CPI index being 8.5 is not good news at all. Um, but the reality is it's lower than what people thought it was going to be. So that automatically becomes good news because we know how the markets work here, right? We teach you at the 3T Academy. It's always We're always ahead of the game. Markets always move a, a step ahead. And so they had baked in an 8.7 and we got an 8.5. So everybody's happy right now and we're going to continue to see that good news. And that's what's driving this short-term problem. That's very interesting. And Johnny Crypto, why don't you tell our listeners what your Twitter handle is, just in case they're looking for you? Yeah, so you can find me at, at Johnny Crypto 00 uh, for Twitter. And I guess I could just put it up on the banner. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without Mario here, it kind of sucks. But anyway, you can follow me right there. There's a Twitter. I'd handle. love to talk about some other DeFi projects because everybody's focusing on Ethereum and for good reason leading into September. But Jordan, we have Avalanche Daily Transaction Count reaching an all-time high of over $1.5 today. This has been a project we've often talked about, and we even put it on our Good Morning Crypto t-shirts. How do you feel about Avalanche, and what are some other DeFi projects that you're optimistic on? So other than, of course, Phoenix Community Capital being on the Avalanche network, um, other projects in DeFi space that I'm optimistic about, you know, Freeway. And I, I say Freeway uh, for multiple reasons, and I personally had a lot of my off-risk assets on there. Right. I know they had that um, bridge compromise and, of course, then the price tanked in the freeway token. Um, I'm still very confident in the freeway platform. Um, disclaimer, I took my off-risk money off there, but I've still got my freeway tokens. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, once we do see another car fall called bull run, people will be taking their off-risk money, they'll take their profits, and they'll be looking for some returns. And they'll be looking for platforms like Nexo, I was going to say Celsius. <laughs> like Freeway, which Freeway now has almost kind of taken that spot. And um, with the tokenomics of the FWT token, the Freeway token, I'm holding on to that bag because uh, people will be pouring in to get the extra APY. So um, that's another DeFi project I'm looking forward to. Very Although interesting. I don't know the behind it. <laughs> 
and I'm very bullish on Freeway. I'm actually using that platform as well. And it's been phenomenal to use during this bear market. All of those Ethereum bags that I'm not planning on taking any profits on, I may as well earn up to 43% APY. But we have 153 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are yet to get into the most interesting news for today. And we are going to update you guys on what's going on in Iran. As Iran makes a $10 million import in crypto and plans widespread use by the end of September, Prolonged economic sanctions against the Islamic State have forced Iran to start using crypto, and this could be monumental. So Iran has placed its first international import using $10 million worth of cryptocurrency. The official did not disclose any details about the cryptocurrency that was used, but they said that the order represents the first of many international trades to be settled in crypto, with plans to ramp this up over the next month. By the end of September, the use of cryptocurrencies and smart contracts will be widely spread in foreign exchange with target countries. This is exciting. This is monumental, but it's very dangerous for the United States. We're looking at the BRICS nations, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, creating a new global reserve currency. And Iran is trying to be a part of that group. I'd love to know what crypto they use. But Johnny, what does this say to you that countries around the world are already starting to use crypto to avoid sanctions within the SWIFT system? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the perfect thing. If you're a country, right, we've been, the U.S. has been blessed. because Well, we have in our in our lifetimes, if you live in the U.S., and you're, you know, under baby boomer age, which I am, we're Gen X. But uh, <laughs> the reality is you've got the benefit. That's right, Gen X, baby. you got the benefit of, of living um, with the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. And you don't really feel the impact of what that means if you live in a country that isn't a world reserve currency. Because what it means for everybody real quickly is if you're the world reserve currency, every other currency, a country has to buy dollars so they can trade anything they want in dollars all right anything they want to buy or sell has to be done in dollars and so that means there's a huge demand for dollars which keeps the dollar at a high value and more importantly it means as the u.s you can punish any nation as you want because you're like hey no money for you right no money for you no transaction for you well we pushed it too far and now that we went as far as we did now these nations are saying that's it we've had enough with the u.s dollar we've had enough of the u.s in general we're going to create our own basket of currency. And now we don't need you no more. Now you can't punish. It's like just it's just like saying, hey, Ma, I don't want to be punished anymore. So I'm moving out of the house. Or Dad, I don't want to get punished anymore. So I'm out. And you have a new system in place now. So it's really, really sad that we've kind of pushed. We've abused our powers to the point where we force these other countries now to go create their own baskets. And cryptocurrency is going to be one of the ways that I think they're going to utilize that. Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you next. I think this is the start of a much larger movement, and they even reference central bank digital currencies within this article. I do want to deep dive and find in the next couple of weeks for our listeners, what currencies were they using to actually exchange this value so many of our people can profit off of that? But one of the things that's clear to me is that people are fed up with the United States system. They're fed up with the Federal Reserve, and they understand it's a crashing regime. This is a step away from the SWIFT system, away from the Federal Reserve, and I think we're going to see much more in the future. What does this indicate to you, Gonzo? Yeah, you know, I, I think that was the plan all along, right? You know, you have the Ukraine-Russia thing pop off, and then all of a sudden, you know, Russia's, you know, sanctions on Russia, and it just pushes them off of the SWIFT system, right? And then now we have Iran. And so I think we're going to see this more and more, where you're going to have co um, countries that are either moving off the SWIFT system, or they stop using the dollar as the U.S., as the world currency, right? And I think it's all the major plan of doing one world currency right we know that's where they've been pushing us towards and you know where they're going to give us cvdc's right that's where it's going to come come down to um and i think that's just moving us or they're shoving us into that and these are just the narratives that play in 
that push us down there. But that was the plan the whole time. Jordan, although $10 million is a small amount of money, I think this is very significant. And I think it's a large look into what the future is going to be. Not using centralized entities to exchange value between countries. That's the future of global payments. And we know Ripple is set to profit off of that. But how do you feel about this news here? We know you're not a United States citizen, but we do understand that United States regulation is going to set the framework for the entire world. So what are you thinking when you read something like this? It's following the unfortunate narrative that the current countries that are dominant in terms of GDP, in terms of global power, especially upon public perception, it's going to be harder for them to move faster. And so it's no surprise I saw someone said, even Iran is ahead of the US. Um, and we shouldn't be surprised, sadly, because this is an opportunity now, just like it's our opportunity to front run the institutions, right? First time probably in monetary history that all of us in this room right now and watching at home, we've been able to place our bets before the institutions. And it's happening on the global scale with countries now where developing countries, use that term loosely, are able to now front run the ultimately the countries that have been dominating for centuries. I'm sorry about that. Thank you, Jordan. I do want to kick it to Johnny Crypto. But before we do that, we got 158 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are showing you some breaking news from six minutes ago. As Ripple is interested in potentially acquiring the assets of Celsius, they're also actively looking for marketing and acquisition opportunities within this space. We've used this as a key indicator to figure out which projects are going to survive throughout this bear market. And Ripple is one that continues to innovate. Johnny Crypto, why don't you fill our listeners in on what this says to you? I mean, what it tells me is Ripple sitting on a pile of cash somewhere. When you're looking to do mergers and acquisitions, um, that means you're you're looking to obviously money to grow money, right? And so they're sitting here and they're looking to buy something that's default or in default. It makes perfect sense. The big boys know how to play the game. They always buy for pennies on the dollar. They want to buy this thing cheap when it's beat up and then they'll extract it. I think it'd be a great thing for Celsius if Ripple actually did do that. I think they could salvage it and turn it into something useful. Um, so I actually would like to see that happen, but it would be really interesting to see if, if that actually goes through, especially if already. Johnny, we got a hilarious comment. I know I don't usually do this, but somebody said, I like the skyline in this dude's parents' house. Guys, this is my own apartment, so it is not my parents' house, but I want to kick it back to Johnny Crypto. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and I'm actually sitting on his deck, rear deck porch here. He's got a great skyline and a great view, as you can see back here. But, um... Yeah, so at the end of the day, I think that it'll be it'd be really they'd be actually saving Celsius and probably all of its, you know, or at least whatever is remaining of it, taking the the bones left and turning into something useful here. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. And also, you know, I don't know if Celsius is fully registered <laughs> with the SEC or what they're doing. And we already know Ripple has a problem with the SEC. So this would be very interesting because would they be digging themselves a deeper hole by buying something that then you know, has SEC question marks around it. So if I were Ripple, I wouldn't touch this thing. But what the hell do I know? You know what's interesting, Johnny, is that FTX and Ripple are two of the most prominent projects in the market today. And Binance is another one that I think is set to survive. But I want to kick it to Jordan Harry. Jordan, how do you feel about Ripple continuing to make additional acquisitions? They just moved into Toronto. They purchased a five-year lease in San Francisco. And people are wondering if they're going to win this lawsuit. Why would they purchase a five-year lease in San Francisco if they thought they were going to have to move out of this country, what does this say to you, Jordan? I do not know about that lease. That is really fascinating. But what I do know from the horse's mouth was at consensus in Texas this year, uh, Brad Garlinghouse spoke and he shared openly that Ripple will be looking at buying, acquiring businesses this year. 
uh, both in crypto and further field. So um, as Johnny said, they are sitting on cash, but Garning House said it publicly. They are publicly looking to acquire businesses um, and they have already, and they've been putting out little media posts. Um, they've bought, I know um, an NFT marketplace already uh, starts with Mint something, please, Mintable, I think it's Mintable. Um, so they've already acquired an NFT marketplace. They'll be acquiring more companies, but that just falls under the radar because it's not sexy, right? Uh, Standard Custody. Um, if you're not familiar, everyone, go check out Standard Custody. Um, what they are doing is they're providing an institutional grade custodianship, but the people on the board are David Schwartz, Arthur Brito, and Jack McDonald, all people who have strong ties to Ripple. So um, I'm not surprised by this. And this stuff will just fall under the rug whilst Ripple go after world domination in the blockchain and ultimately the payment space. Gonzo, I do not think it's a coincidence that all this building is taking place during a bear market. And when we talk about Ripple, we're about to dive into an article showing that Ripple and BlackRock may have many more connections than, the, than meets the eye. But what does it say to you? The fact that Ripple, while being sued by the SEC, all this uncertainty in the air, not only are they hiring new employees and expanding into other countries, now they're looking at, at further marketing and acquisitions opportunities. You know, I think it says a lot about their business model, right? We talked about this before as far as in a bear market, bad business models get exposed. And like you said earlier, you've got now companies like FTX, Sam Bakeman fried right? You've got Binance and now Ripple that are making moves. And this is what happens in bear markets when you have bad business models or you have companies that get over leveraged. Other companies come in that do it better and absorb them, right? So I'm not surprised. You know, if you're fortunate enough, not financial advice, but if you're fortunate enough to be a credit investor, this is why people are so bullish on Ripple stock, right? Because we know that the plan after the lawsuit, because they've said, is to go public, right? So you can imagine, um, and these guys continue to make moves, right? So you can just imagine what that stock is going to do long term as these guys continue to grow, right? And that's totally different. Ripple stock is different than XRP. So, I mean, if you're lucky enough to in invest, um, definitely, you know, check out Link2. Another narrative that has fallen totally into the background is just before the SEC lawsuit was filed in December of 2020, the main talk about Ripple and XRP was the fact that they were going to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange right up until that lawsuit came around. That was the main focus of our community, and that has seemed to fallen into the abyss. But I'm sure once this lawsuit comes around, the number one narrative that is going to come from Ripple next is when that IPO is going to take place. But we have 190 listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Do not break your computer because we have more information for you guys. XRP might be a sneaky winner in the BlackRock Coinbase deal, and here is why. An expert suggests that this deal is a win-win situation for Ripple XRP's token and even dives into how XRP could reach $32 by 2030. So he mentioned that Robert Michnik is head of BlackRock's digital asset division and is one of the two authors of the XRP model from 2017. The BlackRock hired a Ripple executive back in 2019 to lead the division of digital assets. And in 2018, Susan Athey, a Stanford professor, and Michnik published a paper on the value of Bitcoin as well as XRP tokens. In that published paper from 2018, it said that if XRP is successful, its value should be anywhere between $6 and $32. Before we dive into the information and the details of what they did to determine this number, I'd love to hear some thoughts about that $32 number by 2030. I'd love to go first. Seems very low. Seems like a very safe estimate. But Johnny Crypto, why don't we go to you first? 
Well, the funny thing is, to me, I've always realistically thought that XRP somewhere between 10, 12, and 50 bucks was more realistic uh, short term. And so, barring any kind of crazy buyback or something nuts. So, for me, that's interesting. Kind of puts it right in the middle of what I always thought. Um, and I'm definitely more on the conservative side. So, you know, if it goes higher, great. But no surprise. But I just want to go back to the article before real quick where we talked about, you know, the long game and them signing that five-year lease. So I'm a landlord. And just to be clear, just because they signed the five-year lease doesn't mean they didn't put a clause in there that says, hey, you know, if we lose this case, we can get out of this lease. So don't just think because they signed the five-year lease that that's a guaranteed sign they're staying here. They could have very easily have clauses in those leases to be able to get out. Most leases do have clauses like that. So I just want to close that out. But yeah, you know, what's really interesting here is the fact that BlackRock is hiring people from Ripple to run the division. That's the more significant part, in my opinion, of this story, um, because we know that BlackRock guys, let's face it, they run freaking everything. You're going to see in a minute yep. how many companies they own. They're you taking a page right out of the Ripple handbook, right? Yeah, that's exactly. what Ripple does as far as hiring Rosie Rios and all the board and everything. It's it's a page right out of the Ripple uh, handbook. So awesome for them. Yes, Jordan, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this article. On this channel, we cover XRP so much because in five years from now, I think we're going to look back and talk about how this was the opportunity of a lifetime within the cryptocurrency space. And these are just more and more examples of that. How do you feel about the connections between BlackRock and Ripple? And what are you anticipating over these next couple of years? $32 by 2030. I don't think that's a hot take. So when it comes to speculating about all oh, that person's got history at this workplace and oh, it means nothing now, 100% does mean something. So for anyone who's a naysayer, who's like, ah, oh, this news doesn't mean anything, it definitely does. Because ultimately, whether we like it or not, this person has an invested interest to build that ecosystem still, right? And so when we come onto the valuation, one thing I want us all to keep in mind is this valuation was done in 2018, right? Ultimately, four years ago. Now, they did not predict the Flare Network. They, didn't, they did not predict that Ripple's model back then, I believe they would have had a number of um, products, X Current, et cetera, X Rapid. Now they only have one main offering, which is RippleNet. And back then again, um, the bridge currency didn't have to just be XRP. You could use Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP as the bridge currency. Um, this year, Ripple announced that actually on RippleNet, XRP is the only bridge asset now on that payment network. So on-demand liquidity will ultimately increase the price of the token. Now, at the moment, it's doing millions of transactions. When we get into the billions and the trillions, that's a game changer. So for me, um, XRP is my second wife. Don't tell my first wife. And so, <laughs> what about the dog, Jordan? You were just bragging about the puppy. <laughs> Gonzo, I want to kick it to you next. The valuation paper laid out three main criteria for getting to that $32 price point. It mentioned the steady state of demand. That includes a full list of best case scenario situations for XRP. And as Jordan Harry just mentioned, the paper did not include side chains or NFTs as those didn't exist at the time of this publishing. What does this say to you, Gonzo, before we kick it into our next article? Yeah, that it's even more, right? Like that's why it's it's easily can be there, right? Because um, I've talked about this about we don't even know what use cases they're still to that they're still to create, right? That brings more value and more liquidity into the system, right? Like you said, that doesn't even include NFTs in different marketplaces. So this makes me bullish on 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 XRP, and um, like uh, I've actually seen the building, right? Six hundred battery. Uh, it's a really, really nice building. Uh, it's nicer than where they are now, um, uh, but it is a very, very nice building. That's that video I sent you. Yeah. 
Johnny Crypto, thank you, Gonzo. I did see that video. Johnny Crypto, I want you to close this out here because I'm going to put you on the spot. $30 price target seems very low, but at the end of the day, that's far beyond where we are today. When we had our previous bull run in April, we reached $1.90 while being sued by the SEC with no bullish move, just with the momentum of the market. What are you anticipating in 2025? Forget 2030, forget $32. In 2025, an optimistic case scenario, the SEC case is over. What's the price of XRP, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the side chains that are being built into and you look at the NFT and the, the XRP, I mean, Ripple has definitely expanded its use cases since this article. And if they thought best case was 32, again, I told you that I always had a range in mind somewhere between 10 and 50. I could see the upper sides of 50-ish, somewhere around that that range. Um, and then maybe as we move into 2030 and beyond, if it becomes the ultimate, you know, uh, rails for the whole entire world, then I think we're, you know, now we're talking numbers much 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 higher but i don't i'm not i'm not planning that right now i want to see how this whole thing plays out we have a very complex system that's coming into play you guys all know the iso 20,000 22 coins it's not going to be one that's going to rule it's going to be uh, a coexistence of a bunch of coins so i'm thinking somewhere between 30 and 50s probably maybe realistic but we'll have to see and i'm not even sure that's by 2025 abs that's when everything starts then it starts to grow from there. So maybe a few years thereafter, but I'd be totally happy with a 30 to $50 price to be honest with you. Yes, that's definitely better than 30 cents, Johnny Crypto. We got 203 live listeners out there. Elbow that like button. We're about to show you guys a video of the top, the largest crypto influencer on YouTube talking about how technocracy is coming. There is going to be a global narrative to move into technologies and we're seeing it play out right before our eyes. And he actually addresses how BlackRock partnering with Coinbase well, that's not a good thing for people like us. So we're going to let this short clip play, then get some comments from the group. Here we go. Right now, everybody patting each other on the back saying, we did it. BlackRock's in crypto. No, that's low IQ. That's low ethics. That's low morality. And I won't stand for it. And, and, and I won't sit here ever and commend them and say, guys, now we got the next $10 trillion coming to crypto. No, I don't want your freaking money. I'd rather be poor. Did everybody lose all their rights? That's where things are going. Technocracy. I wanted to do a tweet where we put Michael Saylor, Jack Dorsey, and Elon Musk on the image and say, what do these three men have in common? And everybody's like, oh, they're, their companies hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Nope. Like, no, they're all owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. Boom. Perfect place to stop there because when we talk about how cryptocurrencies are becoming centralized, I think it's a narrative that we can't avoid. And for Bit BitBoy to be upset by it, it's understandable that he's upset about the narrative. But I don't think we have a choice whether BlackRock, Vanguard, Klaus Schwab funds start to invest in cryptocurrency for two reasons. One, they're going to have a greater form of control. And two, I believe they already control these markets and they are heavily manipulating these market cycles. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to start with you. Do you agree with BitBoy that BlackRock getting involved in crypto, although people like us have been celebrating, it's actually a bad thing? Well, so first of all, what I've learned in life is to not get upset over things I can't control, right? And so getting upset, and listen, I don't disagree with BitBoy in the, in the aspect that he's upset that they're in the game. Um, and, but but then to say, no, I don't want your money. First of all, there's just nothing we could do about it. They're going to be in the game. So what I tend to do instead is look at the other side of the coin and say, okay, they're in the game. I don't maybe like it. Maybe I don't you know, want them there, but they are. And so now I'm going to look at what can I do? What can I control to play in the game? That's what's more important to me. So while I agree with him that, yes, they are snake rat weasels. We all know that. Uh, the reality is we just have to learn how to how to play around this game. And the reality is, abs, 
whether you like it or not, they're coming in and they're bringing their trillions with them. And that's actually a good thing for all of us. Even though you don't want their money, the reality is it's coming. Somebody's going to benefit from it. Why shouldn't we put our families in a position to benefit, you know, create generational wealth for our families with this flood of tsunami of money that's coming? You know, whether you like where it's coming from or not. Listen, if you dug into all the other things that's happening in the world today, you'd realize not a, <laughs> it's all about as corrupt and manipulated as this is, too. So who cares? At this game, learn to play the game. Put your family into generational wealth. So I agree with him, but I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to just play the game and put myself in the best position to win in my family and my friends. Gonzo, I took a little bit of a different approach to this BitBoy clip because although I agree with him, I'm not an advocate of centralization. I think that is how this market becomes a $14, $15 trillion market. And I also think it's inevitable. We have central bank digital currencies. Now we have trillion dollar institutions entering crypto. Institutions around the world are now going to have access to purchase Bitcoin and Ethereum. And BitBoy is criticizing this. But here's my take. Anybody who's in this market and is and has been in this market for the last 24 months is going to profit massively. When he talks about how centralization is going to harm the everyday investor, I think it's going to harm the new investors who get in after these large institutions. I don't think anybody who's absorbing this crypto content and active within the market today is going to be hurt by this news. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts because we're about to experience the largest bull run of our lifetimes. It's just 36 months away. Yeah, you know, Abs, I think it's unavoidable when you have that whole decentralization centralization conversation just with like with um regulation right we're going to need regulation for these you know retirement funds over um sovereign funds to bring in their billions and billions of dollars we're going to need regulation but they're also going to have to feel safe so um you know they don't feel safe around decentralized right they feel safe around a centralized platform um that you know is telling them that everything's going to be okay we've got regulation your money's going to be okay um, and I think you're right. You know, it's unavoidable when you have that much money and you already own almost everything in the world. This is a new asset class. Um, you're coming in. So the only thing that we can do um, is to pick our spots, right? To see where that money's flowing to, to see the rails that they're building so that we can invest. Because like you said, uh, we, are, we are way, way early, right? It's the whole argument that, I, that, um, I, that we talk about with Ethereum, right? Um, the way that Ethereum started off, there was a lot of shady things stuff that happened behind the scenes. Um, I don't agree with it, but am I going to continue to invest? Yes, I am, right? Because they're the chosen one. That's the one that is uh, in bed with the legacy financial system. So I'm going to run with it, right? Just like BlackRock is getting into this, you know, and everyone has to make a choice for themselves. If you decide not to invest in cryptocurrency because BlackRock's involved, then that's your choice. But, you know, everyone has to make that decision for themselves. But I'm choosing to try to pick my spots and invest where I can so that I have some type of freedom and then I can make choices on where I want to live and what I want to do. Gonzo, you said if people aren't getting into crypto because of BlackRock, well, you bike, you can't buy any of these stocks either. Amazon is owned by BlackRock, Apple, Microsoft, Exxon, CNN, Fox, Lowe's, Visa, Netflix, Tesla, yes. every single major US company that you can That's think right. of. BlackRock has been a fundamental <laughs> part of them becoming mainstream. Jordan Harry, I want to kick it to you next. BlackRock coming into crypto, no surprise for anybody who's been absorbing our content. What does it say to you, my friend, the fact that the largest institution in the world is now bullish on these assets? It brings me back to my favorite film of all time, The Big Short. Show of hands, who's seen The Big Short? For you, Gonzo, I was going to say, get off the show right now and go watch it. <laughs> and the reason why is because there's a clip and a friend of mine sent this to me when BlackRock announced they were coming in. And there's a clip from uh, The Big Short and it's a 
it's not really an iconic clip, um, but it's two of the guys that work with, his name's Mark. He works for the trading desk. Oh, what's his name? He's from the office. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I'm uh, not sure. <laughs> nonetheless, um, and they're speaking amongst themselves and they're talking about the institutions, the banks bragging. About oh, was it Steve Carell? Was it Steve, Steve Carell? Carell? There you okay. go. They're talking to Steve Carell. Yep. And Steve Carell says to them, hey, they've confessed. They've confessed that the mortgage-backed bonds, they're flawed. He said they're not confessing. They're bragging. And it's exact same what we're seeing here. BlackRock aren't confessing that they're entering crypto. They are bragging. They're sticking up two middle fingers to the average investor because ultimately the average person right now doesn't have money to enter in the crypto space. Here's BlackRock, and not even just the average investor, the average business. And they're saying, hey, look, we're getting in now. They're not confessing. They're bragging. Johnny, I saw an article last week that said 70% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings account. And if anybody knows that, it's these large head funds and institutions. What does this say to you, Johnny? And please comment on this list, the fact that BlackRock owns every single major company in the United States. <laughs> that was my point earlier, is to say that you know, you're pissed off that BlackRock's in here. Well, well, if you own any of these companies, then you really can't talk because <clears throat> they own everything. They run the world. It's just the bottom line. It's how it works. And again, I'm not going to sit here and cry over spilt milk or cry over something I can't control. What we want to do <clears throat> is just know what's coming and to know that there's a shit ton of money that's going to be coming into this space, especially when we get regulation and clarity is going to be, it's it's huge, right? And so <clears throat> this is why I'm excited about the fact that they're in it. Now, remember, these guys are big enough. They can move this market any which way they want, up, down, sideways, and they will. They will manipulate the shit out of this thing like you won't believe. But the reality is, guys, we're so early into this space that I would imagine that, you know, this is like being in 1996 before the stock market took off. I mean, um, the internet boom kind of happened. We're just that early. And so I know it's hard for us because it feels like we're late. feels like we've been here forever. But we're so damn early. The prices that we see today, some of these, we're not going to be a fan of them, you know, 10 years from now when they're sitting at, you know, $10, $100, or $1,000 and you were buying this shit for $0.36 cents or $0.38. Cents. It ain't going to freaking matter. So uh, it is sad that the majority of America is living paycheck to paycheck. There was a stat that showed people making two hundred fifty grand a year are living paycheck to paycheck. That's how... Bad inflation has hurt America in general. Um, but folks, if you're out there and you can put a little bit aside, 5, 10, 20, 50 bucks a week into crypto, it's probably going to be well worth it in the long run. Johnny, not financial two, advice, not financial advice. 205 live listeners out there, 211 live listeners actually. Oh, oh, some love. Elbow that like button. We are going to continue with the XRP content today. And we got Jordan the King Harry in the building this morning. But before we dive into that, we're showing you a tweet from the digital asset investor. This is a clip talking about the real-world utility of XRP and XLM before the lawsuit was filed with the SEC. We're going to let this clip play and show our listeners really what XRP is doing and what these government officials know behind the scenes. Here we go. So Garlinghouse is very diplomatic about whether or not he would be added to Coinbase. He said it's up to Coinbase. What do you think, BK? What's the next logical so point to be added? I mean, certainly, certainly Ripple is probably one of those. Ripple, Stellar uh, are one of those. I don't have any special insight. 
Uh, but, you know, Coinbase is a strategic partner for most coins out there. And, you know, Ripple is a currency. Uh, I, I don't think, and I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think you can argue that it's uh, necessarily security at all. So it would be a Let's just pause it there because that is so perfect with what's going on today. Gonzo, feel free to lead us off here because he said two things that were so important. One, Coinbase is working with many of these projects behind the scenes. And number two, XRP is undoubtedly a currency. What does that say to you, my friend? Yeah, I, I mean, it just confirms what we already know. Like in most of the world, like you, we've shown that, that that infograph that shows that everywhere else, XRP is a currency. It's just in the United States that they say it's a security, right? And we're going to get that resolved. Um, but uh, the other thing that I was thinking about is like Coinbase, as far as like, they used to be a lot more selective um, on what cryptos they brought on, right? Remember? And then all of a sudden there was that transition, I want to say last year, where to keep up with the other exchanges, um, they started letting you know more and more projects just come on, and maybe they didn't do such a good vetting project. Um, and then you know now you see them like in hot water with the SEC, which neither here or there because the SEC is going to do what the SEC does. But I just I was thinking about that while the story was playing. But I mean, this is nothing new. We, we know that XRP um, is not a security. We're going to get that resolution once the SEC lawsuit. And what it all comes down to, like Johnny was saying, is like, you just got to be patient, right? This is a long-term thing. This is not get rich quick, right? This is a long-term thing. Make your investments. Like I said, pick your spots and then just be patient. Like the one thing that we you can say, and I haven't been on in the market as long as like Mario or like Jordan, but what I can tell you is in all the research that I've done, and I love history and the history that I study is the one constant is patience. Everybody says it's just be patient, right? It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. That's why we say that. And it's either said and done because human beings as a species are just impatient. We want the now, especially in today's society where the clickbait and then you, you have instant gratification, gratification with your phone. It's hard to be patient, right? And that's where the mindset thing comes in. You just got to be patient. Thank you so much, Gonzo. I'm going to kick it to Jordan next. Jordan, I'm going to play 10 seconds of this clip and then feel free to comment right after. Here we go coins out there and you know ripple is a currency uh i i don't think and i'm not a lawyer but i don't think you can argue that it's uh necessarily security at all so it would be a natural step for them to do that uh you know so the, i would say ripple or stellar would be my odds on favorite to be the next one uh to be put on coinbase boom jordan harry feel free to comment what's always interesting is how fast things change within the crypto space period right and where these clips taken years ago, many people be like, oh, well, they've come a long way since then and they're a completely different project. Blah, 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 blah. Let's not forget that their mission was still the same and they're still here today, right? And there's a great saying that the things that are polishing or shining, shall I say, during a bear market, those are the things where you're like, wow, they're surviving, they're still here, they're still building. And so the fact that we have arguably only I say a handful of projects that have been around for seven plus years, Ripple being one of those projects with XRP, of course, being the token of choice that they use to bring utility to, and that they haven't dropped that over nearly a decade. And I think it is a decade this year. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that speaks volumes because they've been through it all and they've got a long, long way ahead of them. So I love seeing these old clips.
Johnny, I'd love to hear some of your comments. We always do the rat snake weasel index. I'd love to hear where this guy fits in because he talked about how XLM and Stellar should both be listed on Coinbase. This was in 2018 before they were listed. Something that's important to know for our listeners is that in 2017, when XRP actually reached $3.60, it wasn't listed on Coinbase. It wasn't listed on any of these major exchanges. So that's very optimistic for this project in particular. But Johnny, what's on your mind, my friend? You know, I think at the end of the day, it's how they believe XRP was a currency. Um, you know, we know that that Ripple was working with the SEC trying to get this thing listed properly and do what they needed to do. And they went to them five times. And what happened? What's the reward for going to work at the SEC? Pow! You get slapped with a lawsuit, right? So, I mean, it's just it just makes no sense here. Um and in terms of the listing on Coinbase, I mean, yeah, I know Coinbase, you know, Coinbase, I think was one of the first, I, I wasn't in the market back then. So I believe they were one of the biggest ones, them in Binance. Uh, I'm not sure why they were calling for it, but I do believe that, you know, they certainly, as Jordan said, there is a certain technology that it's designed for to be a play here. And I think we will see XRP. Well, it's interesting. You're seeing the way Ripple's taking the company now. They're looking for alternate plays around not just being cross-border payment but also to expand in all these other adjacent areas like NFTs and uh, marketplaces. So I'm very, really excited about them. And I'm actually glad that you can actually buy Ripple stock on link to, if you, uh, you know, we've got a link down there. Uh, you can actually, if you're an accredited investor, you can actually pick up some stock. And I think it's not a bad investment for that as well, but do your own research. Johnny Crypto, we got an amazing listener. Mental X says the mysterious events around XRP are the strongest proof that it's the chosen one. We've talked about this since day one. That's why the SEC chose to sue Ripple. Number one, they're one of the only cryptocurrency projects that can afford to battle the SEC. And number two, they are going to take over the world when it comes to on-demand liquidity. Jordan, before we dial it in and skip to our next article, which is a Bitcoin-related article, what are some of your closing thoughts on XRP and the fact that it is the chosen currency? Closing thoughts. Invest in the infrastructure, don't simply be a consumer, be both. Because ultimately what we are seeing with all these projects, which ultimately we understand the utility comes from being built on top of them, is I come back to this great quote. And if it's the fifth time you've heard this from me, I do apologize. Everyone will experience a lot of the projects we're invested in, XRP, HBAR, Algo, XLM, etc. But they won't all see it. So that's what I believe what we're doing here. It's not sexy. There's a reason for that. And we will be rewarded for the boring, emotional journey that we've been on. Thank you, Jordan. And just to clarify exactly what you mean by that, you mean that when people go to transfer money in the future, XRP and a lot of these currencies are going to be running in the background while everybody is still using their bain, their same basic banking app. So just to elaborate on what you said there, it's going to change the world of banking and the everyday consumer is not even going to have the awareness of what's taking place. We got 221 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And that's exactly what we have for you all next. As Kathy Wood of ARK Invest says that BlackRock's entrance into crypto could more than double the price of Bitcoin. And that's a low ball. So ARK Invest founder Kathy Wood thinks BlackRock entry into crypto space could have huge implications for the price of Bitcoin. The U.S.-based crypto giant Coinbase announced that it would be teaming up with BlackRock to bring cryptocurrency trading for their wealthy clients. Kathy Wood actually conducted a study that asserted that institutions wanted to access crypto, 
but they also wanted to minimize the volatility and put 2.5% of their portfolios into the crypto market. Maybe that sounds like a small number to you, but let's break down why that is such a large number. Kathy Wood notes that if that you applied that 2.5% rule to BlackRock's $40 trillion trading platform, that translates to more than $1 trillion worth of cryptocurrency in demand, and that would more than double the price of Bitcoin. We're going to dive into how that would impact the entire market, but let's stay focused on Bitcoin here, Johnny Crypto. Kathy Wood says Bitcoin is going to be mainstream adopted due to institutions like BlackRock. What are you anticipating? Yeah, so I guess then that just puts us back to 65K. <laughs> I guess that just gets us back to where we were without all of the, the money from BlackRock. So that's kind of a little discouraging, to be honest with you. But it just goes to show you the manipulation that was out there and flood of money that drove it up there in the first place. So it'd be very interesting to see. I would hope, to be honest with you, that when all of the money and when regulations comes and pension plans and 401k plans and institutions and hedge funds are buying into the crypto space, including Bitcoin, I would hope that Bitcoin would actually break over a hundred thousand. I would expect to see six figures. So frankly to me, I think that's a real, <laughs> in this case, I, you know, I think that's a real low ball number, but uh, unless if she meant double from when it was 65 K, I don't know if she calls out what she thinks. Oh no, it was 23 in this. Yeah. So she's calling for like a 46,000 Bitcoin. That's not really exciting to me at all. Well, let me break down all the details of this because it may be a little more exciting than it seems. The e-liquid supply, according to their estimates, is about 14 million of the 18 million Bitcoin outstanding. And by Kathy Wood's calculations, only 3 million Bitcoin units are truly liquid. So it would probably drive the price up much higher than doubling it. But she wanted to be safe and said that a double is what she's anticipating. Mr. Jordan Harry, what does this article say to you, my friend? I've started to study a lot of macroeconomic cycles. Uh, Rao Pal, um, he has a great company called Real Vision. Um, and, you know, he's the same pedigree of Kathy Woods, right? They've been here, they have got the war scars, and they've been in different asset classes. They don't just study one asset class, they take the bigger picture. Ultimately, the real ones in this space will keep telling you, and I hear it on this show as well, no one knows timelines, right? No one knows how high... And within that timeline, you can predict there's going to be a bear market by 2025. That doesn't mean that prices will shoot up by 100% by that time, right? So what we have to understand is we need to prepare for all outcomes. So if this is true and BlackRock decides to put their money in between now and 2025, because they're never going to tell us when, right? We'll be looking for the news after the price moves. You need to have your bets placed before. So ultimately, be ready for when it goes up to have your sales strategy ready, have your cybersecurity ready, then have your long-term stagnation plan ready. If prices stay the same, do you have your credit cards paid off? Can you still live the current lifestyle you're living? And if the market does go lower, mentally, are you prepared? And do you still believe in what you've invested in? That's perfect. And Gonzo, we're actually showing a tweet right now talking about what it would take to get Bitcoin above $500,000. And what Kathy Wood found out is that if 6.5% of portfolio allocation is in Bitcoin and other crypto assets, that's going to push the price over half a million dollars. So we are getting some larger price targets here, Johnny. I do want to kick it to Gonzo. Gonzo, we know you're an expert on Ethereum. How do you feel about this Bitcoin development? Yeah, you know, I, I hate like like price predictions like that, right? Because do I think it's possible? I do. Uh, but like when? Like 2025, 2030? But that's why it's so important to know what kind of investor you are. Like, you know, what Jordan's saying, 
is this, you got to pick your spots and then you have to know when to get in. So when we're in a bear market right now and, you know, Bitcoin, if you believe that it's going to go to 200K, then not a bad time to start DCAing when Bitcoin was at 20K and below, right? So if we get a price correction, like we think we're going to get in the fall, those are things to think about. And, you know, is there a big difference between buying Bitcoin at 20,000, 17,000, 15,000, if you believe it's going to over 100,000, right? And that's why that dollar cost average strategy is so important because, you know, when you're in that bear market and when you're down, you just continue to buy, right? Small pieces at a time, leave some money on the side in case we get that major, major wipeout black swan event where you can buy a little bit more, right? But that's why having a plan is so, so important so that um, you can get in at the right time and then just be patient and wait for that price appreciation. Thank you so much. Go more ahead, Johnny. More importantly, don't forget, having a plan to get in isn't isn't the plan. You got to have a full plan. You need to know when to get in, but more importantly, you need to know when to get out, right? And that's that's the part that really makes the most sense. <clears throat> and that's you know, if you guys haven't signed up for get, you know, go to at Get Merlin Crypto, sign up for the three free thirty day waitlist notice trial. What we're trying to do there is help folks set up a plan so when you're in. You actually know when to get out so you don't get burned. You don't get, you know, as we see these big pumps and dumps, you don't get played during those. We got some really, really exciting news. Big announcement we wanted to make. We're going to make it today right now on this show. Uh, As Merlin is growing and as we're getting started, uh, we're happy to say that we've also added Jordan Harry to the team. So, Jordan, welcome to Merlin. We are super happy to have you as part of the team. Can't wait to get Merlin going. We'll be getting it going Later this summer, or I should say at the end of the summer, and uh, you will see Jordan working on uh, the Merlin project as well as several of the other members here uh, as we continue to grow this thing out. So we're super excited to have Jordan on board. And uh, with that said, I'll just turn it over to Jordan. Thank you, Johnny. And this wasn't a rush decision. You know, uh, myself and Johnny known each other for about a year. This business decision then came back at Coach JV's Freedom Conference. Um, and since then, we've been in discussion. So my role will be bringing some of the most powerful minds in this space, closer to Merlin, closer to Johnny and Jeremy and the rest of the team. So I'm really gonna be a connector and beyond that as well, I'm gonna be a massive advocate for what we're doing. So I'm a very, very, very active investor in Merlin and more of my role and my duties will be coming out over the coming weeks, months and years. Awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny. So we're going to continue with our crypto-related content. We have 203 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're looking for an exit strategy, check out Get Merlin because that is the best app when it comes to executing on your exit strategies. We are going to show you a video today of Vitalik Buterin stating that if Ethereum is going to complete their vision, it may happen through a centralized narrative. We're going to let this very short clip play and then get some comments from the group. Here we go. In order to fulfill the Ethereum vision, we want, we actually want to have uh, much lower transaction fees, and we actually want to be able to support, you know, fifty thousand transactions a second somehow. And um, you know, if it's not done in a way that's decentralized, it's going to be done in a way that's centralized. In order. Wow. So. Vitalik Buterin has continued to prove that he's not in this to create a decentralized market. We know that Ethereum is not only an infinite supply of tokens, but we continue to see this centralized narrative. And I think there's some very nefarious activity when it comes to how this project was founded. But Gonzo, why don't you kick us off? What's on your mind? Yeah, because, you know, when you ever hear him talk, it's his baby, right? And so he doesn't care about, he has money, right? So he doesn't care about the money or price appreciation or investors. He cares about the tech. So whatever is going to accomplish the goal of the tech, then he'll do that. If it's a decentralized route, 
that gets them to those 50K transactions per second, then he does that, right? If it's a decentralized or it's layer twos, right? And that's why I've always talked about people think that layer twos are going to go away. No, they're not, right? There's only so much that they can scale Ethereum even when they get sharding on. And, and the layer twos are still going to be needed because he's trying to get to a certain speed, right? Uh, and so, yeah, that just goes to show that what, what he's worried about is the technology. That, that's what he focuses on. Awesome. Thank you, Gonzo. And we're going to dive into our next article, which is that a Cardano-themed race car debuted at the NASCAR event. Johnny Crypto, they call you the godfather of the ADA community. I know this is just a headline here, but what does it say to you, the fact that many people are getting exposure to these crypto assets? I mean, this is just beautiful. We are in the beginning of seeing something happen that, that is really interesting. If So this is subliminal programming at its best, right? So for folks like us who are in it, when we see it, there you go. Look at that. It's beautiful. boy, Cardano. I love that. Um, but for folks, so this is the, has how the elites work. This is how they do the subliminal program because a lot of folks don't know what this is yet. Go ask. I, I guarantee you, you guys go ask all your friends and family members what Cardano is. They're going to think it's some town in Italy. Okay. They're not going to have a clue of what it is right now today. But. Five years from now, eight years from now, they're going to know what it is, right? Or some of them are going to know what it is. But to me, this is just super exciting because it tells me you see all these people advertising. They're doing it for a reason because they this 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 crypto space is coming. There's not a damn thing you could do about stopping it. And the fact that here we're here so early is, is really exciting. And they're touching all the key things. Soccer, number one global sport in the world, in the world globally, or I should call it football. That's what it's really called. Race car, one of the largest watch sports ever. I mean, they're going after all the big ears where all the people. We got football covered. We got basketball covered. Arenas covered, right, with Crypto.com and Coinbase. So, guys, they're just subliminal programming the world, and we're all here in so early. It's so beautiful to see. I'm happy to see it. Johnny, I want to stick with you. We got one last article before I go to Jordan and we close it out here. Jim Cramer said on August 5th, I'm all in on Tesla and the CEO, Elon Musk. Elon Musk on August 5th immediately sells nearly $7 billion worth of Tesla stock. <laughs> this was hilarious. Johnny Crypto, some quick comments. Well, there you go. There's the king of the rat snake weasel club. I mean, he is the, the, the best. He's the top of that. Um, and so we know he's just doing what he does best and, you know, misleading everybody and telling you to do this when he knows it's the opposite because that's how it's, you know, that's how the game is played. That's how it's played. That's how he's, that's why he's paid to do what he does. And, uh, Anybody who follows him is a fool. Anybody does the opposite of what he says is probably extremely successful. Johnny, you are one hilarious individual. We got 208 live listeners out there. Show some love. Smash that like button. If you guys are loving Johnny Crypto's content, go give him a follow on Twitter. At Johnny Crypto with two zeros at the end. Puts out fantastic comments. But Jordan Harry, we know you have your first live show this, I think it's this Wednesday at 1 p.m. Why don't you fill our listeners in on what you'll be covering and where they can find that? Oh, bless you. Yeah, it actually takes place in 40 minutes. So heavily inspired by, you know, the work you do here, bringing arguably some of the greatest minds in crypto, who we deem as superheroes, closer to the community. And the way I'm doing that is on a live show, just like this, in 40 minutes. And I'll be asking them two questions. What's your superpower? What's your weakness? Because arguably, the weakness of every incredible investor is more interesting than the superpower. So I hope to have a lot more vulnerable conversations with some of the people that we hold up as gods, and the first guest is Zenobia Godschalk. She is the Senior Vice President of Communications at Hedera and Swell's Lab. Um, if you're not familiar, she's the woman who interviews and does the town halls with Manson Lehman. And she does all the interviews with the ecosystem of Hedera. So 
we're not going to be talking specifically about Hedera, but she has made an awful lot of success in the dot-com boom. And I can't wait to expose her story and her superpower of patience. Awesome. So we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do. And Jordan Harry, I just want to remind our listeners, you said your YouTube channel is what? Jordan Harry. At Jordan Harry on YouTube. Or actually in 40 minutes, he will be going live. So go and check that out. We got 212 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Gonzo. And thank you to Jordan Harry. Another amazing episode today. And we're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, guys, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Let's go. Great show, guys.